So um, <clears throat> be ready for that. Uh, this year, it's, it's funny because you, I, I really think that uh, Satan thought that he had us with COVID. I, I really think that. And I really think that he thought, man, we're going to stop them and we're going to stop the giving and we're going to freak people out and they're going to be so scared that they don't do anything. And every year since COVID has been a record-breaking year for Speed the Light and BGMC giving. So it's just like, come on. <laughs> and so this year, the trend continues. And uh, during summer camp, they had challenges and so much, I mean, my goodness, just the kingdom will be expanded. Uh, works, great works will be done um, through this giving. So uh, I, I encourage you, church family, lean into that. And uh, when these kids come out and um, they come out with their buddy barrels and their little boxes, it'll be next Sunday. Um, when they come out with that stuff, let's, let's celebrate. Let's, you know, I remember when I was a kid, we did the same thing. And that's something I'll remember my whole life. And so let's lean into that. And uh, what, it, what is it? Is it, you know, we're, we're just throwing a bunch of change and, and cash at kids. No, we're teaching our children generosity. Listen, we serve a generous God. Amen. And we believe, this is what we teach at Community Church, that God is generous and we want to be generous too. That what we have is not ours, that we're trusted with this stuff, you know, money, goods, all this thing, all these things that God gives us those to be stewards of. But if you have the attitude, well, that's my money, that's my treasure, well, then God can't use you to use that stuff. Amen? Because if, if you say it's mine, nobody's going to touch it. Well, then if God asks you to give that, you ain't going to give it. Come on. And so when we trust God with our treasure and we're generous and we teach our children about being generous, this is through giving and teaching. Come on. Uh, I bet this morning a bunch of kids showed up to Sunday school with like a $1 bill. When I was a kid, my grandmother, uh, she would give me a dollar and she would say, hey, this is for your Sunday school offering. Now, some kids, some, they, they miss God and they end up at the vending machine Okay, so you got to watch your kids. Come on. Uh, but we teach generosity. And, and, and I'm just going to kind of go off on this. Cause I do want to address something. So with our giving at Community Church, obviously we have, we have this box. Okay, and we give. You can give if you want to give in this box. You can. Uh, you can give at the exits, uh, the front and the side. You can put uh, a check or cash or, you know, in those things. Somebody, I don't know how they did it one time, put an envelope of only like coins. I don't know how they got it through the hole in the top. It, it, but anyway, they did it. Come on. And, uh, so you can give that way. Most of our giving is done online. And so uh, if you need that, if you need that link to give through our app, um, talk, I think he's going to put it up there. Uh, talk to Jared, talk to me, talk to Pastor Daphne. Um, we can get you that. Listen, we believe in generosity, um, and we serve a generous God, and we want to be generous as well. So anyway, I'm not preaching on tithing today, but I just wanted to talk about that. Um, you know, anyway, so if you will, turn with me to uh, Philippians 
Uh, we're going to look at chapter four this morning. We're going to finish our uh, series. This is week four of winning the war in your mind. And how many of you know that your life will follow the trajectory of your strongest thoughts? Is that not true? Come on. I remember my grandpa, uh, my great granddad, he had this, what kind of van was that? It was brown. It was a GMC Brown. That's what it was. And I used to always, I could tell where it, where it was and when I saw it in town because it was the ugliest van in Spring Hill. And it had a Foy Auto from Manny, Louisiana tag on the front. And even after both my great-grandparents had gone to heaven, I would still see that van. And I'm thinking, man, that van is like 266 years old, and it is still out here running. But I remember my great-grandpa was talking one time, and he said, when I'm driving, if I look a direction, I just drive off that way. And I thought, man, that's so scary, but it's so true. You start looking somewhere, you just go that way. And we teach, when, when we talk about uh, riding a motorcycle, we tell uh, new riders, when you're turning, don't look at your handlebars. Look where you want to go, and you will turn that way. Uh, and so your life <clears throat> will <clears throat> inevitably follow the direction of your strongest thoughts. And so if you're thinking, hey, I want to uh, grow as a person, if that's what your attitude becomes, then guess what? You're going to start to grow as a person. You're going to take the steps necessary to grow as a person. If you, if you decide that you just want to be uh, a knot on a log and just sit there and, and not do anything for the rest of your life and, and be negative, then I got, I got news for you. You're just going to be negative for the rest of your life. And so, I, man, I get excited uh, when people decide that they want to grow. And I'm so, I'm so thankful. It's okay. It's a raptor drill. Everybody good? Y'all good? Do, do we need to have an altar call? Okay. We call that, listen, we call that a raptor drill, okay? All right. I'll tell you what I always do. Anytime there's a rapture drill, I'll look around. If, if my grandma's here, if sister, if Dale Valentine's here, then it didn't happen, all right? <laughs> it's going to be okay. Listen, so <clears throat> I don't even know where I was. Oh, boy. Uh, so, I, so we serve a God that loves growth. Amen? We can actually look. Uh, did anybody see that, that picture from the James Webb telescope? Any nerds in the house? Come on, it was, a, it, was a, it was a deep space image. We could see some really cool things. And, you know, they, they discovered, they say they discovered, something called the expansion of the universe a long time ago where they could measure and say, hey, the universe is bigger than it was a long, long time ago. But do you know that the Bible in the Old Testament, in Job and in Isaiah, both describe the expansion of the universe. Come on, my God doesn't just sit something, set something up and say, okay, that's good, and then walk away. Come on, that's not how God does things. That's not how God wants us to live our lives. God wants us to grow and live lives that are full of growth. Amen? Come on, that's exciting to me. We were just talking about this and Grow You this morning. God doesn't just save you and set your feet on solid ground. Turn, how's the song go? Turn my life around. God doesn't just do that and say, all right, cool. Just sit right there. Don't move. 
That's not what God does. God sets you up and restores you and redeems you and sends the Holy Spirit to to baptize you in fire and power so you can go out there and start stomping on some demons. Come on, somebody. That's so good. And that's when we say, God, you're so good. That's one of the things that I think about. And so we're going to talk about anxiety today. We're going to talk about worry today. And if you sit around worried all the time, guess what you're not going to do? You're not going to grow. You're not going to expand. You're not going to get out there and do those, do those things that you want to do. Come on, those things that God has called you to do. I believe that every person in this room has got a call in their life, young and old, both. You have a purpose. You have a calling that is given and ordained by God. But if you're worried and you're afraid, you ain't going to do it, chief. So we're going to talk about that today. Uh, sometimes when you get really worried anxiety sets in and your thoughts just run off and just about leave you. Come on, some of us have dealt with this. And you lay down at night and you just, you can't even sleep. Come on, sometimes y'all, I'll be laying there and I, and I get so worried. Brittany don't worry about nothing. She just, <laughs> no, I'm, y'all, that ain't how it is. Hey, I thought it'd be funny if I did that. All right, anyway. Woo! Listen, y'all, if if I have a will, and I want y'all to know, uh, we're not going to do that. Uh, <laughs> sometimes we lay there, and we just can't even sleep. We can't rest. And I think that the enemy loves that. I think he loves to be able to steal your rest. He, be, he loves to be able to steal your peace and steal your joy. And sometimes our worries, y'all, they're just they're irrational. We're worried about things that don't even really make sense. We're worrying about things that, frankly, aren't going to happen. Come on. We just panic. This is what Paul writes in Philippians 4. He says, do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely. Come on, where are my missionettes at? Whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, Think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice. And the God of peace, watch this, will be with you. The God of peace will be thinking about you, writing you, get well, get better cards. No, will be with you. Come on. So your brain, the human body is an amazing thing. God designed every piece down to the last atom. God designed you. And he set up our brains. Our brains are one of the many things that set us apart from so many other things on this planet. Humans have the ability to reason and think and build and figure things out and create. Come on. And So your brain has some different parts to it, all right? And one part of your brain is set up for survival. 
Fight or flight. You've heard that term. When you experience danger, this thing kicks in. And all of a sudden, you get all kinds of surges of adrenaline. Come on, you've been there. And you just, you all of a sudden felt like a superhuman. Come on, maybe you were freaked out. You saw a snake in your yard, and you were freaking out. You were saying, get the hoe! Get a shovel! Come on, and a poor little baby snake was just like, I just want to eat some crickets. And maybe, come on, maybe you rode with me down the highway, and all of a sudden, you're thinking, danger everywhere. This dude don't know what he's doing. And uh, that part of your brain kicks in. It says, hey. We're in danger. Come on, maybe you're, uh, don't do this. Don't text and drive, but maybe you were. Come on, maybe you looked down at that phone for, for two seconds and you looked up and somebody has stopped and you're swerving. Come on, and you just, some, you say, oh, my tummy got all tight. Come on, the back of your, your neck gets all hot or whatever. Come on, that's that adrenaline running through your body. Come on, maybe you're at your friend's house and you flush the commode and it comes up. <laughs> and you're thinking, all I need, I need to quote, Climb out the window. We can't be friends no more. Don't go to the bathroom at other people's house. It's dangerous. Listen, <laughs> danger, fight or flight, that's in your brain to keep you alive in bad situations. Come on. But there's another part of your brain that acts with logic. Because sometimes you get freaked out over an illogical thing. Come on. Is that not true? Sometimes you panic about something. You freak out. Uh, and it's not a logical thing. Come on. You hear noise at night? It's a robber! <laughs> In reality, it's your cat, which is worse than a robber. No, I'm sorry, cat people. <laughs> the logic side says it's a cat or it's somebody's, you know, got up to go get a drink of water or something like that. You're freaking out. But logic says, wait, slow down. Without the logic side, the fear side responds based on its programming, based on pre-programming. Come on. Based on this, uh, people, places, or things can trigger feelings of fear or anxiety simply because they are similar to things that caused us harm before, uh, physical or mental. And that's so true. That's so true, man. We get freaked out by things. Maybe you, uh, you've been in a situation and, and it, 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 it hurts you. Maybe you got hurt physically. Maybe you got hurt mentally. Maybe you got hurt spiritually. And then all of a sudden, something similar begins to happen and you're fine. It's not going to affect you, but you start to freak out. And your mind just gets taken over. And all of a sudden, that warfare, come on, we're talking about winning the war in your mind. That, that war breaks out in your brain, and you start to, uh, the best example I can give of this is, I'm not, a, I'm not a very, very anxious person. Some people get anxious because I'm not anxious enough. Come on. Somebody at work told me, they said, man, I need you to panic. I said, I don't know how. I'm going to panic because I don't know how to panic. They said, I need you to panic. I said, I can't do it. I literally cannot panic. And uh, <clears throat> anyway, but I, I remember one time 
I did. I had an anxiety attack. I was taking a test, and if I failed the test, then I'd fail the course I was in, and there would be just this chain reaction of events. I would, if I failed the test, I would fail the course. I would, lose, I would be removed from school. I couldn't retake the course, and I would lose my job. And it would, so all that is weighing on me. All that's on my heart. And so I passed this little test, and, but it just freaked me out, guys. And then, again, I took another test, and when I sat down at that computer, it was a totally different thing. It was in a, a different subject. I felt really confident that I could pass it. There was no reason to panic. There was no reason to freak out, but just the simple act of sitting down and looking at that same computer in the same, the seat was in the same place, freaked me out. And it almost messed me up. And that's what happens to us, family. We, we encounter things. Maybe somebody says a word. And oftentimes in 2022, we use the word trigger. And, you know, sometimes people misuse that word, but I think it's an okay word to use in this situation. You see something. You hear something. You go to a place, and it triggers a wave of anxiety and a wave of emotion. And listen, I don't think that that's what God wants you to have to deal with. And I think that, that Satan uses that anxiety attack to jump all over you and to try to derail and distract you from what God has got for you. Come on. Listen, so Paul writes about this. He writes about being anxious. He writes about being worried. He writes about being afraid. But y'all, can I just share with you? Paul writes about this from prison which tends to be a stressful environment. Okay? But God, he knew that. He knew that we would read this. He knew that we would study this and say, wow. Wow. If you can keep Paul. Listen, and he wasn't at Spring Hill Jail, y'all. Okay? It wasn't like that. He was in a place where he had to sit in a dungeon in wet and nasty where if someone came in and tortured him and killed him, no one would care. That was the darkness that Paul was sitting in and had the audacity to write about not being anxious. Come on, somebody, that's faith. That's faith. And that's why when you see he had that walk with God that, that, that people have when you see him and they're going through things and you just kind of can't help but wonder, how are you not freaking out right now? And they say, because I've got faith. Come on. And I love talking to people that have been through battles. I love talking to people that have been through some stuff. Because they build me up. Because I say, how did you make it through? And they say, because I know that God's good. Come on, a tornado comes through and blasts their house away. A fire takes everything. Come on, they lose someone. Some of y'all have been in these places, but you made it through because instead of looking at the situation and freaking out and letting the war in your mind take over, you leaned on Jesus. Come on, somebody. And you leaned on faith, and that's what got you through because he's good to get us through. Amen? So Paul says this. He says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ 
Jesus. Come on, we're talking about winning the war in our mind. We don't want to lose that. We don't want to let uh, Satan influence our thoughts and mess us up and get us on track. So Paul tells us what to do. He says, lean on God, lean on that peace. And even though you don't understand what's going on, you don't have to because you do understand that God is good and that he's got your back and that he can and will get you through. So let's talk about the other thing that Paul, Paul mentions here. He says, pray. Come on. Some of us have been missing out on our prayer life, on our prayer time. And I think it's, <clears throat> unfortunately, it's a really easy thing to do. Because you get up, you get moving, especially if you've got little kids. Because little kids will fight you in the morning. They are dangerous. But you jump up, you got to get them ready. We got to go to school. It's summer right now, but we're about to start school back. You got to get up. People got to go to work. You got to go to school. Everybody's moving a different direction. And so you miss that time to pray. And guys, how powerful would it be or how powerful can it be if we could just stop before everybody walks out the house in the morning and just say a prayer with our families? Come on, what kind of difference can that make? Um, in the book of Hebrews, it says, go. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. Prayer is power. Not a, listen to this, not a last line of defense, but a first line of offense. Come on, be prayed up. Stay prayed up. Uh, when a situation begins to happen, you may not have time to get down on your knees and pray. Come on, if your car starts to go off the road, you may not have time to say, wait, hold on, let's not wreck right now. We're going to have a family prayer meeting uh, if I get down on your knees, you may not have time to do that. And so you need to stay prayed up. Let that be your first line of offense, not a last line of defense. Let's not just pray when things begin to go wrong. Hebrews tells us to boldly go before the throne. James says we don't have because we don't ask. Not only does prayer move the heart of God, uh, but it changes the chemistry of your brain. Come on, I love this. This is cool because I'm a nerd. I like this kind of stuff. Dr. Caroline Leaf did a study, and she says, it has been found that 12 minutes of daily prayer for eight weeks changes the brain so significantly that the results can be measured with a brain scan. They can literally see how someone's brain Changed. Come on. We talked about getting rid of toxic thoughts. We talked about battling negativity in our minds. Come on. If you want to do that, it's time to start praying. Come on. It's time to start working on our prayer life. Uh, negative thoughts over time begin to hurt your brain. You begin to create pathways, different neurological pathways. But prayer heals. Positive thinking renews our mind. So let's talk about word real quick, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, close why do we worry so much? Why does that fear center in our brain get hijacked? Is it because of that we're just afraid, we're scared? Or could there be sinful thinking involved? What, 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 are, you, what, what are you saying, Pastor? If I get worried, I'm sinning? No, that's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is I believe that there is a point where worry can become sinful. And I want to tell you how. When we lose trust in the promises and power of God because of it, that's when worry can become sinful. Listen, God wants you to trust him. 
and we need to trust him. But when you begin to worry so intensely, so deeply, that you forget about God, that you forget that God is on the throne, we start flirting with sin, and we start allowing a gateway for demonic activity and influence to enter our lives, and we don't want that. So instead of losing, instead of letting my sinful nature control my mind, choose to let the Holy Spirit direct my thoughts. Romans 8 says this, Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The mind, is, uh, the mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. Come on, Paul's telling us what to do here. Maybe some of us have been struggling with these things. Maybe some of us have been struggling with negativity, with this mental war that we fight. Come on, I want you to know that God wants you to have peace in your life. And sometimes to get to that peace, you've got to make some decisions and you've got to fight a little bit to create that peace. And I think that what God wants us to do is set aside all this, all negativity, all these negative thoughts and issues that we've got and lean into him and trust him. Take every thought captive. This is what Paul says, that we have the power to demolish strongholds and arguments everywhere they take place by taking every thought captive. So worship team, if you guys want to come back real quick, I'm going to close here. And I just want to have a little time of prayer and reflection as we close this series out. Most of your life's battles can be won or lost in your mind. Your life moves in the direction of your strongest thoughts. And so if you say today, I want to get closer to Christ, if you say today, I want to be a negative person, well then, good news, if you're positive, then that's the way your life is going to move. Bad news, if you're negative, then that's the way your life's going to keep going. So my question today is, is your life moving? in the direction of your strongest, if your life is moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts, do you like where your thoughts are taking you? Has worry and anxiety assaulted your mind? Has worry and anxiety committed warfare against you? Come on, right now, we've got a lot of people out there. If you look around this morning and say, man, we're kind of thin today. A lot of people are out because a lot of people are suffering with COVID's going around again. And I've begun to hear <clears throat> whispers and a buzz about people being afraid of it again. We're not going to do that. We didn't do that before where we panicked and ran and, and let Satan win. We're not going to do that again. Or we're not going to do it this time. We didn't do it before. We're not going to do it this time. 
And so as we pray this morning, I want you to remember those that, that are afflicted with that thing, those that are afraid that God would bring healing both to their body and to their mind, that we wouldn't be freaked out and afraid, but that we would also be protected. I don't believe that it's God's plan and it's God's design for us to live lives that are full of anxiety and full of worry. Sure, you get concerned about things. That's okay. You should be concerned about things. Come on. When I'm driving and the little red light comes on and that big E lights up, I get a little concerned and I have to adjust. But we don't need to live lives that are ate up with anxiety. That's not what God wants for you. And there's freedom from that. And here's how, if you stand with me. We cast our cares on Jesus. We cast our cares on the Lord because he cares for us. Come on. He says, hand me those things. We love the song. The worship team loves singing that song, Make Room. And do you know how you make room for God to move in your life? You begin to hand him things. You begin to hand things off. Those things that are taking up space in your heart that God wants to use. Those things that are taking up your ability that God wants to use. You begin to hand them off to him. Cast your cares on Jesus. Some of us have got to do a better job with that. It occurred to me that I was having an issue where I would get frustrated and afraid of things and forget in my frustration and my anxiety that God is so big and so powerful that I can hand anything off to Him. And I would have a little problem and I would forget that my Father is not too big for my little problem. Come on, if you've got kids, you know this. They come running to you with every little thing. Dad, I can't figure out how to turn my light switch on. Small things and big things. Dad, I hurt my knee, I'm all bloody. And as parents, moms and dads, you don't look at your kids and say, I don't care. Who cares if you can't turn your light on? And so, much more, how much more does our Father in Heaven have the ability to carry our burdens? Come on. If moms and dads, if earthly moms and dads care as much as they do, how much more does our eternal Father have the ability and have the care? So this morning, if you would, just all around this room, every head bowed, every eye closed. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands or anything. I just want you to focus. And let's just reflect for just a minute. Have we been ate up with anxiety? Have we forgotten to cast our cares on Jesus? Holy Spirit, I just pray right now that you reveal right, right now at this moment. If there are those of us in this room that have God forgotten to trust you, and we've sinned by doing that. God, that you would just reveal that right now. God, not that anyone would be ashamed or, or feel judged. God, but that, that, that we would see. God, that our eyes would be open. 
that we've leaned into anxiety, God, and worry and fear instead of stepping back and leaning on you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for revealing those things right now. And so, God, I just pray right now for every person in this room. Church family, I want you to pray with me. Right now, let's focus in. Let's focus in on what we're doing. Because there's some of us, and you may feel like you want to crowd around this altar. That's fine. This is a meeting place. It's always open. You can always come to this altar if that's how you want to focus. But, God, I just pray right now that those of us here that you're speaking to, God, that have been faced with anxiety, God, that have been afflicted with that thing, with worry and we just God we can't even hardly move we can't even breathe because we're just so wrapped up so so tightly wrapped with anxiety God and worry and, and we've, we've just been afraid